And now we bring you Mary from Michigan Saves the World, the story of one young woman's search for truth in a life of peril, fortune, and fate. Mary Marshall's mother has now begun the experimental treatment the Marshall family hopes will save her life. Meanwhile, Mary's troubled twin sister Julia, sent away to address her psychological difficulties, has violently escaped from the Warrendale treatment facility, threatening to come home to settle mysterious unfinished business. Mary's friend, the loyal Scott Dascombe, has moved in with the Marshalls, offering protection from the vengeful Julia, allowing Mary to visit Chicago to interview for a job at the art museum, a lifelong dream. Aboard the train to Chicago, Mary encounters the despicable David Price, a museum board member who makes a crude advance, which Mary reports at once to the man interviewing her in Chicago, Arthur Mendez. Little does Mary know that the scheming Arthur Mendez seems to have designs of his own. When Scott's boyfriend, the charming John Cowan, picks up Mary at midnight from the train station back home, everything seems fine, until they see the police cars gathered around Mary Marshall's house. Now we hear Mary say... John? John is... is that... John, that's my house! Oh, no. Oh, John, all is police! Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no! John, stop the car! Oh, no, Scott! No, stop! Don't hurt him! Stop right there, miss! What are you doing? Put your guns away right now. Miss, I need you to calm down. I will not calm down. You get away from him. Mary, please stop. Scott, I will not stop. Why do they have you in handcuffs? Oh my gosh, Scott, it's okay, John. Just be calm. What's happening here? Oh, they're being racist is what's happening. We're just responding to a call, miss. Oh, no, no, officer. No, no, there's been a mistake. You live here, sir? Yes, I'm Matt Marshall. This is my house. That's my daughter, Mary. And that's our friend, Scott Dascom. Scott's the one who called you a few minutes ago, reporting a prowler. I told them that. Oh, my gosh, Scotty. A prowler? Oh, no, Papa. Was it Julia? I think so. Officers, Julia is my other daughter. Papa, did you see her? I think I did, across the street, in the Carson's yard, looking at the house. I told Scott, and Scott called the police, and then he went out on the lawn to see what he could discover. And that's when these officers came up in the squad car and evidently pulled a gun on Scott and put him in handcuffs. Yeah. Uh, Ma'am, maybe you could put your gun away? Who's the prowler, sir? Uh, My daughter, Julia. She's... she's troubled. There's been a lot of... well, there's been a lot happening right now. Please, there's no danger here, no need for a gun. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you. We're just out here trying to keep everybody safe. I understand, and obviously there was a misunderstanding as far as Scott was concerned. Maybe the description of the prowler didn't make it through the system by the time you got here. Mm-hmm, of right, a I'm white sure. woman, 21, brown hair. You come up, you see Scott, you make a mistake. So you can let him up as well. You should have stopped when I told you to stop, son. Excuse me? Son, now? You should have stopped. I was literally standing still when you got here. How am I supposed to stop when I'm literally motionless? You were running. About to run. I was not running or about to run. I was literally standing right here where I am now, except then I was standing up instead of lying down with my hands behind my back. Come on. Just so you know, for next time, you listen when an officer gives you an order. Stand up. Come on. I'll get these off you. Hey! Oh, Scott! Oh, no. You did not hurt him, Scott. He's unconscious. Oh, no. He was struggling. He was not. You dropped him on purpose, Scott. Scott, wake up. Oh, my gosh. He's bleeding. What happened? Scotty, Scotty, just lie still, okay? Do you understand who this is, Officer Belk? Who you just dropped on the sidewalk? And who are you, exactly? 
You two uh, know each other pretty well? Oh, we are going to sue the crud out of you guys. <laughs> okay, sweetheart. Oh, you wait. Scotty, don't sit up. Just wait a minute. <laughs> My head really hurts. I think it's time for you to go, officers. We'll take care of this. Come on, Frank. Sir, we'll keep an eye out for the person you described as the prowler. Your other daughter, Julia, you said? That's right. Thank you, ma'am. I know we'd be very grateful if you did. Yes, sir. And obviously, if you see anything yourself, feel free to call. Yeah, what could go wrong with such helpful, courteous individuals like yourself? You have a good night, sir. And good luck with everything you got going on there. Oh, my gosh. You are so terrible. John, don't. Just let him go. Seriously, if you're hurt, Scotty, they are going to pay. I'm fine. I'm fine. That guy dropped you really hard. Yeah. Jeez. Come on, let's get you home. No, no, no. I need to stay right here. No, Scott, you don't. It's all right. If Julia comes back, though, Scott, I... we'll be fine. She has her fun for the night. She'll be off somewhere doing whatever she does. You go ahead. Mary, you'll be okay? Of course. Scott, I'm so sorry. No, it's, it's not your fault, Mary. It's... It's not the first time something like that's happened. Not even close. Come on, let's get you up. Careful. Here, let me help. <laughs> okay. If it's any consolation, you don't look anything like Julia at all. Well, if I did, this wouldn't have happened. Oh, Scott. There you go. Okay, okay, easy. Let me know what happens. You call me Mary if she comes back. You, you call me right away. I will. You get some rest. <laughs> Well, that's about the worst way that could have all ended up. Yeah. What a mess. Chalk another one up for Julia. Another scene of disaster and chaos thanks to her. Oh, hey there, Matt. Oh, hey, Tony. Everything okay? I watched it from next door. Oh, uh, kind of a mix-up, but yes, everything's okay for the moment. Hello, Mary. Hi, Mr. Quinn. That was Scott Dascom on the ground, wasn't it? Yep. Seems like maybe they had the wrong guy. Uh, they did. We think... Uh, we think Julia's back. Oh. Oh, okay. We called, and I thought I saw her over there in the Carson's yard. She's, uh, she's still supposed to be away, I guess? Yeah. Hi, Matt. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mrs. Quinn. Uh, so Evelyn, Matt was just telling me they think Julia's back, apparently. Oh. Oh, well, I guess, well... Come on, Tony. Let's go. They've had enough excitement. Now, if you need anything, Matt, you know, we're, we're right next door. Thanks, Tony. Good night. Night. Night, Mary. Good night, Mr. Quinn. Oh, okay. I seriously need a drink. Um. What, what was she wearing, Julia? I... I don't know. Because, you know, they make them wear those yellow t-shirts. Yeah. No, uh, she wasn't wearing that. So maybe maybe it wasn't her. I'm pretty sure. One for you? No, thanks. <sighs> don't mind if I do. There's this phenomenon called uh, pareidolia. You uh, know what that is? Remind me? Well, basically, the phenomenon we humans have of seeing faces and things that aren't faces. Fire and clouds, etc. Yeah, okay. And I was uh, at your bedroom window upstairs and looking outside in the dark because I knew you were getting home pretty soon and I just wanted to be extra sure you were going to be okay. And uh, it was very, very weird, Mary. I was looking at the Carson's yard behind that big old copper beech they have, that huge tree. 
And I was thinking, okay, if she's going to come, she's going to spy out the house first, and she'd be right about there, looking up at the house to see if anyone's around. And I swear, the second I had that thought, this face sort of floated loose from the tree. Oh, Papa. And it was so strange because I had just been thinking she was there, and then there was her face just coming free into the air, and I was, I was so frightened. And I thought, something's happened to her, something terrible, and now somehow I'm seeing what's happening to her right now, somehow. Wherever it's happening, I'm, I'm seeing it now. Papa. And then the rest of her just emerged from the darkness as though she was just coming into being right there as I watched. And she just stood there, just staring up at the window where I was. Maybe, maybe it wasn't her after all. Maybe you just wanted to see her and your mind gave her to you. I don't know. I'm so sorry, Papa. Oh, Mary, I'm sorry. I know she's been so terrible to live with for so long. Your mother and I, we did our best. We did everything we could think of. I know. But it wasn't fair to you to have Julia as your sister. You never got enough attention. We were always trying to rescue Julia from whatever disaster she'd gotten herself into. And you were always so, so good. So little trouble. I'm glad she's my sister, Papa. No, you're not. I am. Because of her, I'm the person I am today, and because of you and Mama. And you didn't neglect me. You saw I could take care of myself most of the time, and that's just what I did. If Julia weren't my sister, I'd be very, very boring, and very, very clueless. You're not that. I'm not. Oh, but then your mother got sick, and that hasn't been easy on you either. Or on you. No, or on me. Why were you at my window, Daddy, when you saw Julia? Oh, after we moved your bedroom upstairs a few days ago, I just... Well, there were all those old things from so long ago. Things I hadn't seen in so long. I just... I missed you. I missed what we used to be. Oh. I didn't peek at anything. I, I, I don't know if you still keep a diary. <laughs> well, maybe I do and maybe I don't. <laughs> well, if you do, I didn't look. Well, we are uh, all locked up, I guess. Tight as a drum. Well, guess what? I am exhausted. It's been a very long day. I'm going up to bed. If Julia tries to come in and murder me, maybe I'll be lucky enough to sleep through it. Oh, I'll get it. Hello? Hello. Uh, is this Mary? Yes. Dr. Farhi. See, uh, yes. I'm sorry to call so late, but I wonder if I might speak to your father. We have some news about your mother. You won't want to miss the next chapter in Mary from Michigan Saves the World at this same time tomorrow when you'll hear someone say... Mary, sit down. There's... there's something I need to tell you. That's tomorrow on Mary from Michigan Saves the World. <laughs>